Let me just, just start out with good news, which is we've had less rain than anticipated uh, in the first wave of storms that came in today. And so consequently, uh, with the county releasing water from Lake Mendota, Lake Mendota is down about an inch, and Lake Monona is up about two inches. And we'll have to see in the next 24 hours how much rain is delivered uh, with this evening's expected storm uh, to, to see what that, that means. But we're, we're looking better than it might have been. Um, I want to start with a couple of questions that are repeatedly asked and, 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 and need answers. One is what happens if we have a breach of the locks at any uh, park? This is highly unlikely. The locks are functioning and working just fine. If that should happen, there will be very serious flooding. And at that point, our key is going to be evacuation. And I can just tell you that sandbags will not do much good. But the question's been raised. We think it is highly improbable and not likely to happen. The second scenario is the possibility of heavy extensive rains, say five inches or more. And that would pretty much have the consequence of extensive flooding which require evacuation, and again, sandbags are not going to do much good. The third possibility, which is the most likely, based on the weather forecast, is we're going to have somewhere around two to three inches of rain. That will hopefully not require any evacuations, uh, except perhaps isolated individual houses, and I'll get to that in a moment. Sandbagging will be effective, and on that question, so far, 40,000 bags have been filled. We have uh, made requests of the county and the state, which will provide us with additional help in that regard. So that then gets me to the transition of the question of state of emergency. The county has declared a state of emergency. The state has declared a state of emergency for Dane County. There is no necessity for me as the mayor to declare a state of emergency. It's more or less piling on and redundant. State of emergency allows for two things. First, it allows for application to the federal government for aid for both public and private property that's damaged as a result of the flood. With the county having made the declaration, we are part of the county, that is taken care of, and now we continue with the ongoing responsibility of not just dealing with the, the, the flood, but also inventorying the damage, public and private, Property. We are obviously taking care of the public end of it, 
for city damage and instructions have already been given in for folks in the private sector, residents, businesses uh, to, to call into the 211 center. The second purpose of a state of emergency is the suspension of, of certain laws and ordinances and I don't think that's necessary here in the city of Madison. So, with uh, these circumstances, we have asked for assistance. The county has provided us uh, through uh, the sheriff's office with about a dozen prisoners who have volunteered to assist in filling sandbags. And they've been doing that since this morning. I made another request for additional support and uh, that has gone through the county and through the state. And my understanding is we'll get about a dozen to 15 members of the National Guard who should arrive sometime later this afternoon to also assist with the sandbagging. Uh, that then gets to the question of volunteers. And yes, uh, folks who are volunteering uh, are more than welcome to participate in, in assisting in putting in the sandbags, which is our best defense and the most likely answer to any additional rising waters. Now, I don't know if we've got one of these for everyone. They are very simple messages in English and in Spanish. They are going out to about, at this point, 1,700 households that are in the identified area for a possible flood. Um, they can be seen on the city website. They are the blue areas on that map that uh, has been published. And I just want to mention that as weather conditions change, if necessary, we will add to that area, to other areas that may flood. I think it should be noted that they are not all contiguous. Uh, the elevations shift and, and undulate throughout the isthmus, and so consequently it covers an area that's almost uh, two miles long from lake to lake, but not every property is as likely to flood uh, within that area as another, again, depending on elevation. If someone is in a flood area, and uh, again, we've identified about 17 households at this, 1,700 households at this point, there are a couple of things that need to be done. One, is to be very cautious in regards to electricity. If the electrical boxes that are uh, the source of power into the building have been compromised with water, there will be uh, loss of power. And in those situations, MG&E uh, might uh, shut, obviously shut them off. In anticipating that it is possible to lose power, we would suggest, one, in terms of cell phones, 
keep them charged as long as you've got power, if you've got uh, extra power supplies, keep them uh, powered as well. For refrigeration, keep your refrigerators closed and don't add to your stock of perishables that need refrigeration over the next four or five days. If you've got any questions about whether or not your building is compromised, call MG&E. The areas that are threatened to flood, the most serious problem is affecting a basement. And that means whatever can be moved out of the basement up to the first and uh, upper floors ought to be. And uh, if you need assistance on that, again, uh, try and contact one of the nonprofits that is working with us in regards to uh, the, 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 uh, the assistance in, 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 in the flooded areas. Traffic obviously is compromised, and it's going to be compounded as we go into next week because we're hosting one of the biggest uh, annual events in the city, and that is Epic's user group meeting. Uh, they will be relying on buses, which will hopefully cut down on the number of vehicles, both for their guests and their employees. But with limited number of lanes coming across the isthmus and crossing the Ohio River, people are going to have to be patient and look for alternative routes, which means Stoughton Road, uh, Monona Drive, and coming around the uh, western end of, of Lake Mendota. We anticipate that certain planned activities will continue. Oldbrook Neighborhood Festival, Farmer's Market, but people who plan to attend those events should schedule accordingly uh, depending on which side of the isthmus. That gets us to the issue of parking. In this area, uh, we are going to suspend parking regulations. The parking requirements on days that we normally uh, sweep the streets are suspended. Uh, we're going to have flexibility in terms of people who've got permits, using them in other areas. Tickets will not be issued. And we've made the city ramps available at no charge from 9 p.m. until 7 a.m. We want to point out that if you're planning on parking your car anywhere in the flood area, that you are risking uh, the viability of your vehicle. And if you can, try and remove the vehicle, look at the maps, and park in, in the areas that are not in blue or where the roads are not in purple. Uh, so you, you, you don't risk uh, losing your vehicle if the situation should worsen. Normal garbage and large item collections 
in the affected areas, both on the west side and downtown, obviously are going to change. We're going to treat this as we do uh, any, any uh, special event, and that means we will have large item pickups in the aftermath of the storm in the isthmus area and in uh, certain areas of the west side. We'll put out notifications as to when uh, regular garbage collection will continue if, if it is interrupted. It may continue as normal. There will be free bus service uh, this weekend uh, for all city routes so that people can minimize the use of their, their automobiles. Um, I want to say a word here about city staff. Everyone's doing their job, and they're doing other jobs as well. So far, we've been able to maintain most regular services, but at the same time, we've got crews from engineering, streets, parks, uh, all the agencies, obviously, taking up other responsibilities as, as, uh, as necessary. That includes work on traffic, uh, work on dealing with those areas that are already flooded and compromised, as well as obviously trying to prevent any more, uh, and, any more damage and, and minimizing it. Uh, I think that covers everything I wanted to cover at this point. Uh, you can't see them all, but hopefully anybody you have got a question of is available. And I just want to say, if you've got hypotheticals, what if, uh, we can't give you much more information than, than I've already shared with you. We're looking at a possibility of a couple of more inches of rain. We're hoping that sandbagging will be effective. We're hoping that uh, as the lake level in Mendota is dropped, it does not create additional problems in Lake Monona. Uh, and I might mention uh, the county here. The county's done a marvelous job, particularly in two areas that I, I want to note. The first is releasing the floodwaters out of Lake Mendota into the Yahara River, and secondly, Further to the south of Lake Monona, they are doing weed cutting so as to facilitate the movement uh, into the, the, the remaining two lakes and, and keeping uh, the levels down, not just for Mendota, but specifically for Lake Monona. So, any questions? Or have we covered it all? I'm just wondering if the street's covered by water, if there's a fear of like, long-term damage to the road. We've had a couple of instances, such as Deming Way, where in that particular location, we know that there's some damage below the sidewalk and the curbs, perhaps to the, perhaps, uh, to the road itself from the erosion of, of, of the, 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 the soil. And we'll have to just look at all these areas once we're in a recovery mode to determine the extent of, of, of damage. Can you talk a little bit more about the road closures downtown? You know, what's currently closed? What do you anticipate having to close? Well, 
East Johnson is closed just uh, this side of, of the Ahara River. Depending on the time of day, we may have three, two, or one lanes open in various parts of East Washington. We've got a couple of blocks of East Main closed as it runs into the Ahara River, but that's not really critical. Uh, it's a locally used street. It's critical to the people who live there, but not in terms of the larger transportation system. And uh, uh, Spate Street, Rutledge Street, are, 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 and, and, and Jennifer continue to, to, to work just fine. Uh, we've got portions of some of the cross streets like Livingston, which are closed. Uh, we will continue to use the city website and post any changes as to whether or not streets are being closed or, or opened. I think the critical thing is to understand patience. That, I mean, East Washington is the busiest street in the city. And uh, with closures there, uh, we got, you know, we got problems. We've removed the parking till the end of the month on Williamson Street, and we'll have as much traffic uh, uh, funneled there, replacing any uh, lane closures we experience on Johnson and East Wash. But well, you don't anticipate the entire closure of East Wash? It could happen. It could happen. We're prepared for that. And like I said, go down Willie Street? Willie Street or go around the lakes. Or stay home. And we've already suggested that one of the things for Monday through Wednesday is those folks who can re work remotely to do so. So you've been mayor. Uh, on and off for a long time now, but this is the first time they say the city's been dealing with something like this. I'm just curious, what's going through your head right now? Well, let me say, we've never had flooding this extensive. We have had a devastating ice storm. Uh, we've had a couple of tornadoes, and there's been a couple of debilitating snowstorms. Uh, the big... Uh, the big thought, as you might, you're posing what's going through my head, are we doing everything we can in anticipation of additional rain and additional flooding? Are we taking care of every possible eventuality in terms of getting people to realize they've got to get stuff out of their basements, being careful in terms of electricity, being careful in where they store their automobiles, anything that could be damaged by, by rising waters. And then there's some other things that are simply beyond our capabilities. We had a situation of extensive rains back in the early 90s, followed by some tremendous windstorms. Uh, when that happens, trees don't break. Uh, there's an umbrella effect, a canopy effect. They get twisted and they literally come out by the roots. And one of the things we're hoping for uh, is no winds. Do you know how much rain fell this morning? What did we have to count this morning? It was less than an inch? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I 
Yeah. Rob, how much rain this morning? Was it less than an inch? Yeah, it was just a trace. Just a trace? Yeah, it was a, my understanding. It was much. And what's the situation with the locks? Are they still fully open? I wouldn't, I don't think fully open is the correct terminology. The locks are open. They're being adjusted as uh, the county determines is uh, a reasonable flow. And it's not just a question of looking at how much water is coming out of Mendota, but how much water is going into the Ohio River because you don't want to flood those adjacent streets and, of course, the ability of Lake Monona to take additional water. We've got to wait, you know, for waters to, to leave Lake Monona and head further downstream without causing additional problems in Monona. Uh, I might add, uh, you know, you're well aware that Monona is doing its own sandbagging and, and is preparing for problems along the uh, eastern, southeastern shores of, of, of Lake Monona and the bay. And uh, as far as we know, uh, the, the, the other immediately adjacent communities are doing all right. You know, Maple Bluff has got bluffs, and they're pretty high. Shorewood's greatest danger is University Avenue, not Lake Mendota. Have you had any reports yet of anyone um, who's come in contact with the flooding waters um, having any health issues? Not, not at this point. Uh, other than the, the, tragic, the tragic death of Mr. Sewell on Monday night, we, we know of no other incidents. Uh, we do point out to people uh, that if you're in the water, make sure that you're wearing protective gear. If nothing else, you don't know what's, what's, what's below you. Make sure you're wearing uh, the, the right footwear and, and that sort of thing. There's nothing that. It's just a matter of possibly ingesting uh, any of the water. That can happen pretty inadvertently. Well... So far, we, we don't have any evidence of any contamination between sewage and stormwater. So there's, there's no evidence of that. Um, but that, that does raise the point. We've, uh, we are, uh, all of our water wells are secure. Uh, there will not be any compromise of our drinking water. And we are also making sure that any underground Storage tanks are secure and not compromised uh, to, to, to make sure that we don't have environmental problems after this event is over. Historical question that people around the rest of the country might be wondering, why is there so many structures based on this isthmus historically? Why is state government, why is the capital on this isthmus? Why is UW Madison on this issue? Because Judge Doty bribed the territorial legislature uh, 150 years ago. That's why. Uh, they, they, well, the legislature, the territorial legislature, was meeting in Belmont and they were deciding where to put the state capitol. Judge Doty acquired virtually all the property in the isthmus um, and he. Um, on the level, provided the land for the University of Wisconsin, which was a great attraction. He provided the high ground in the center of the isthmus for the state capital. And then he very selectively 
doled out more land to members of the territorial legislature so that they could then profit from the location of the state capital. Is there, you know, some cities like Soldiers Grove and Gays Mills have relocated large sections of their downtown to avoid situations that as is experiencing now. Right, but how do you prepare for this in the future? Is this is going to continue with climate change? How will you, how will you, do, how do you get proactive on this given your geography? Well, should I believe you, or should I believe the governor and the president? I was told there is no climate change. Um, this is not happening. I don't think it's even in dispute anymore, is it? Really? Well, I, I can't get direct contact with the president or the governor, but my well, understanding... How, how can you get more proactive? I mean, well, how, okay, how can we get more proactive? Uh, one of the things we're going to have to do is look at the outlet of the waters uh, to the south. How, how they what happens with uh, Lake Kaganso, Lake Wabisa, and the drainage out of Lake Monona. That certainly uh, is, is, is uh, part of the, the discussion. Uh, University Avenue, we're already working on plans to enhance the capacity uh, for greater storm sewer management in, in that area, and that's in uh, future capital budgets. Um, a lot of the isthmus is low-lying land, land that was filled in. And that, that's the reality. Um, I don't think we're going to see those lands and those properties uh, evacuated. We've had repeated problems of flooding on East Washington Avenue, some of the parallel streets with these major rain events. I think long term the county is going to have to look at on a regular basis at what level we maintain Lake Mendota and Lake Monona so that in anticipation of this kind of event if we get all that additional rain and all that additional rain not just into the lakes but into the watershed, will we have the capacity to accept it? Um, all right, I was being facetious. Yes. You know, when you start getting 100-year storms every couple of years, we're obviously uh, encountering climate change. Um, I, wish, I wish there'd be a more realistic response to that in regards to both the state and the, and the federal government but we're not going to we're not going to prevail in that discussion this coming week are any buildings houses flooded we've got uh, some evidence of uh, of water in a few basements yes uh, Yeah, at, at this point, um, at this point, we know that some buildings are, if not currently uh, uh, starting to flood, would be flooding soon if there's uh, any raise in the water level of the Ahara River or uh, Lake Monona.
So yeah, we're, it's, this is the time to prepare. Is now, the t this is the time to prepare. Prepare for when? Do we know when prepare. we're looking at the worst? We're, we're, well, just look at the, the perspective of weather. Uh, we're expecting a couple of inches tonight. Saturday will be dry, and then we'll have to get through expected rain Sunday through Tuesday. So I have a perspective, maybe Rob, you can answer this right. I saw a man say he was measuring the distance from the curb to the water in the drain. He said yep. it's about 14 inches till it you know, rises above that drain level. Is that a comfortable amount? Is that something, because they were kind of like, oh, 14 inches, we're not worried. But how quickly can that change? Well, so lake, lake levels and river levels, they're going to go up uh, over the course of the day, a, a very noticeable amount perhaps, but uh, over the course of the hour, typically not. Um, 14 inches is, is quite a bit right now. We're, of course, far worse off in other places in the city where you see ponding water in the streets. So um, I'd be less concerned where it's 14 inches, but uh, certainly if you see ponding water in the street in front of your building or near your building, that's, the, that's where you should be concerned. Just to clarify, the 1,700 households, is that the amount that would have to evacuate in your worst-case scenario that is unlikely? Yes, at least 1,700, and it could, it could get larger. In some of the communities, the West Cross Plains places like that, they had a lot of damage from the fast-moving water, debris, and, and destruction of, of property. Is there a concern at all about that, or is it just rising water that's the issue? Is there any place in particular in the city where they, where the the speed that in this in this case, issues? in this case, going back to that those high school high school physics uh, experiments, it's more rising water than it is rapidly moving. Though, if the rising water comes at such a rate and then tops over banks over streets, we could have a problem. But, but keep in mind, this is not a situation where we're fearful of rain coming, filling up rivers, and then uh, rushing down for miles. What we've got here is storm sewers that are at capacity. And so water is going to seek a common level. And so as more water is added into that network, that system, it's going to have the water that hits the lakes and the Ohio River pushing water back into the storm sewers and with no place to go, it's going to rise in the drains and basement floors as well as filling the streets. I know before we were talking about the worst case scenario, and I, don't, I know you guys don't want to speculate, but you know what? What would be the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario would be massive flooding in the isthmus that requires more than 1,700 households being evacuated. And that would be if what happens? If we have another rainstorm like we did last Monday. Do we know how many vehicles were stalled or abandoned from Mondays? Storm. Any idea how many were towed? Or no. Okay. I'm sure that information is available. But oh, we're not. It's it's not a concern to you guys at the dam, I'm afraid. I just want to make sure that we, we have this clarified. 
you know, it's, 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 it's possible that this building will be hit by lightning in the next five minutes. The dam is operable. The county is finding that it's working fine. Uh, right now, that's not real high on our, our concern list. I would be more concerned about somebody in a wet basement fooling around with electricity. You're putting these notices on 1,700 households? They're initially going on 1,700 households, and uh, if the expanded area uh, is, is required because of more rain, they'll go to hundreds more. You're going to just put them on the door, put them under the door? We are actually, interesting you should ask, we are actually drying off the doors and taping to the door. If there are evacuations, how are people going to be notified? Pardon? How will people be notified about evacuations? We will be on the internet, the media, and we will have city crews out in the streets. Yeah. Who's actually doing the man, uh, you know, going door to door taping firefighters or city? Firefighters are, are in their stations. So I mentioned earlier streets, parks, uh, engineering. Who else? Those three are the ones handling. Those are the those are the three. The MPD. Yeah, I also want to. Okay. I also want to mention uh, the work of our fleet services because during all this, all of our vehicles have to be maintained. And so city, uh, the city fleet uh, crews are, are in this as much as anybody. Uh, IT is performing some extraordinary services with communications. And the county has just been great. Uh, the, the, the work I mentioned earlier, the work of the county. Uh, I spoke to the county executive a couple times last night. Uh, and our staff have been in contact. All right, we good? All right. Depending on the need, uh, we may have uh, press conferences at uh, Tentatively, 1 o'clock tomorrow and 1 o'clock on Sunday, and then we'll see what happens next week. Uh, if there's no major problems with tonight's rain, uh, while well, the, uh, the EOC will main be maintained open throughout this whole event, uh, we may not have need for, for, for any additional uh, press events between now and Monday. What we're watching most carefully, obviously, is the level of the lakes. And again, even with the modest amount of rain we got, the lake level, Lake Mendota, is lower now than it was yesterday at this time. Yes, Lake Mendota is up a couple of inches, uh, as would be expected with the operation of the locks. All right? One more question. Has Monona reached its 100-year flood elevation level? I know they, yesterday you guys said Mendota was at that level. Monona was going to rise another three it, inches. It, it has exceeded the 100-year flood elevation, and we are at historic levels on Lake Monona. 
and Mendota's now down back below what its hundred year flood elevation. It, it it never reached its hundred year flood elevation. Okay. Uh, it went down an inch since its height. Okay, so one inch on Mendota so, equals about three inches on Mendota, just size coming. Yeah. Um, yep. Let me just mention one more thing on the lakes. Um, after Wednesday, assuming we get through this, the lakes are not going to return to normal. Uh, that's not going to happen overnight. There is still going to have to be restrictions on no weights. We've also had a problem which occurred uh, at least twice before in the last 20 or 25 years, which is because of the rising level of Lake Mendota, chunks of bogs have broken off and they are now moving in the lake and they are going to present boating hazards and, and other challenges uh, in, in the immediate future. So water safety is going to be very critical uh, once this event is over. And again, I just want to say, I want to say thank you and recognition so the city staff, um, it's really, for me, a very proud uh, moment in terms of, of, of what they've done. I'm not sure that I've been necessary for anything that's happened this week because of the training and the skill and the organization. The volunteers uh, who've come out to help sandbag, the prisoners who uh, have agreed to uh, to help us out, and uh, in anticipation of the National Guard, uh, they they too are, are appreciated, and uh, everybody just acts safely and is patient. Uh, I think safety and patience are the two most important things here in terms of getting from one place to another, in terms of um, stepping into pools of water and, and being particularly careful with electricity where that may be compromised. Okay? Thanks.